Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, so tune in this morning to Second Friday with Sunny and Dr. Alessandra as they will be sharing a very special reason why, well, why they didn't show up last Friday for the first Friday of the month show. It will be an hour of surprises, fun updates. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Uh, welcome to Sunny in Seattle. And it is the first, or it is not the first Friday of the month. We'll explain mm-hmm. more. <laughs> but it is the second Friday of the month. Uh, but it actually, we're pretending that it's first Friday. Um, and we'll mm-hmm. tell you a little bit why first Friday, the, the technical first Friday didn't happen last week. But because it is a special Friday, I have a co-host. <laughs> And it yes. is Dr. <laughs> Alessandra Duke here yes. on the second Friday. Yes. Of the month. yes. Yes. And Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines, especially when I have my fabulous co host, Dr. Alessandra mm-hmm. Duke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you can't catch the show live, you can always find the show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. And you can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. Okay, so, I mean, I feel like we should just dive right in. Um, Mm -hmm. So, usually, first Friday would happen on the first Friday of the month. It is the second Friday, as we've just announced. Alessandra, do you want to tell us a little bit about (laughs) why we didn't have first Friday on the technical first Friday? Wait, no, 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 no. She can't say it. She can't say it yet. Okay, everyone, please rise. (laughs) Please. (laughs) The announcements. Please. Everybody, please turn. Oh, well, I, yeah, now people are really going to think we're like a, a step or two ahead of what chances <laughs> yes. are one and three. It could be chances any- are one. Right. Okay. Yeah, it could be okay. anything. Right. Yes. With that incredible lead in here, I did get engaged last week. <laughs> And so, yes, I have been slowly sharing. And for whatever reason, I went from sharing with some of my closest friends to sharing with the whole radio audience. And (laughs) so I'm very pleased to share that. So last week when um, we were supposed to do the show, I thought we were all lined up and told Sunny I'm absolutely available. And little did I know on when on that Wednesday evening, there was a big plan and um, Tosh, my now fiance, proposed to me and had two of my closest friends fly in to surprise me um with my favorite champagne in hand and so then all of a sudden there was a whole swirl of plans and things and stuff happening and I was like Sunny I can't do the radio show because there was a bohemian beach picnic planned I am not missing that so (laughs) pretty extravagant I'd say next week yeah pretty extravagant oh my god it was Mm -hmm. so beautiful it was so beautiful oh yes so, so I'm I guess 
so many questions, but yeah. um, was it actually a surprise or did you suspect something was afoot? Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. I asked my spirit guides specifically all throughout, please do not reveal anything. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to see anything. Please don't let me know anything. And I feel like they followed suit. Either that or I was checked out enough to where I did not hear them, but they are pretty, um, they are pretty forceful in letting me know things. And so I just was like really intentional. Like, I don't want to know anything um, because I really wanted to be surprised. And so I knew it was a foot in that we, um, uh, we had picked out a ring together, but I didn't know the final version of the one that they, they got, um, and so I, um, I knew it was around and then it was interesting because we had, um, like I've shared on the show, we were both pretty intense personalities. And so sometimes we have like a little bit of an off day where we're a little emotional. And so we had like a not great day the Sunday before and they, um, Tosh said like, oh, well, shoot, I was going to propose by um, this week, but now I know it's better not to. And I was like, yeah, you know, like we're trying to, that sucked and whatever. And so then I really threw me off and I was like, I was like, okay, cool. Like it's absolutely not happening this week. Probably not this month. Cause my birthday is going to come pretty soon. And the night of my friend, um, Chelsea, Dr. Chelsea, who I do a podcast with, you know, had made plans with me on zoom. She lives in Nebraska. So she was like, let's do a zoom happy hour tonight. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, not having any clue. And so then she says, oh shoot, like her partner couldn't watch the kids or whatever. So I, Tasha's like, okay, well, let's just go to the beach and have a picnic. And that's totally like us. I mean, that is a Tuesday for us. Grab some champagne, grab some snacks, go have a picnic at the beach. When you live in Florida, I guess. When you live in Florida, you just, that's what you do. And it's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And sunset picnics are our favorite. So we go down to our favorite I mean, cornfields are just as nice too. Cornfields in Nebraska are just as fine. So I mean, you know, they are. Depends on where you're at, really. So yeah, yeah, they've got their own version of sexy. The cornfields are showing up. You know, know, they they can be a good thing. I enjoyed the cornfields when I lived there, but I even more enjoy the white sand and turquoise waters that I am near. Yeah. And yeah. So, and then it was just like, I just thought, Oh, what a beautiful moment this is. And, um, and then I uh, started taking selfies and then of me and Tosh, and then they put a ring right in front of the selfie. <laughs> and so I was just like, wait, what? And so then all of a sudden they're saying words <laughs> and down on one knee. I'm just like, wait a minute. And I just felt like, I what is happening? Because, is it, and the one, is it like the movie where it's all like in the background? It's like, womp, 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 yes, womp, like, oh, yes. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm staring at them. They're down on my knee. I said, they go, oh my gosh, you need to see the ring first, don't you, before you can say yes. That's so, and I was like, no, I'm just trying to slow the whole thing down. Like, what is Yay. happening? I just was so surprised. I was so surprised. And then I was, I said, yes, well, like, you know, of course. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It was so funny though, because my brain, which is an ADHD brain, also perfectionist, the only thing I could think was, oh, we're both wearing black shirts and we have lint on them. I didn't even lint roll <laughs> the shirts first. That's what 
And so I was like, oh no, because I thought there's no way they're going to propose. We have lint on our shirts, you know, like it was just so confusing. So then I thought they said, um, and then I realized a woman sitting on the beach had been hired to take photos of the whole thing. She was not just, she was not just a person on the beach. Paparazzi. And yes, she's not just paparazzi. paparazzi. (laughs) She starts running up taking photos on her phone. And, um, and then Tosh said something like, um, Oh, wouldn't it be great if your best friends are here too? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I go to the woman taking photos of us who I've now figured out is taking photos of us. And I go to hug this woman. Like, I guess you're my new good friend. Uh-huh. And Tosh goes, no, over there. And they're my two, you know, two of my closest friends from grad school come walking over the bridge, carrying champagne. I just was, and that is when uh, my brain broke and I thought I am having <laughs> I'm having some kind of psychotic break. <laughs> like, kudos. I, just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Kudos to talk, by, by the way. Yeah. Oh, well played. Yes. Oh well God. done. Well, well done. Yeah. I, really I well applaud played. you and I stand. Yes. And then I sing. Yes. <laughs> so many favorite things so cool. were happening so cool. in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was such a delight. And, you know, with all of the things that we talked about on the show, it's like, I'm just all, you know, we, we talked about the breadcrumbs, the spiritual breadcrumbs that mm-hmm. spirit lays out for us that sometimes we can't see. Right. Or times when I wondered, why am I being guided so heavily to Florida? Or yeah. why am I being guided to this particular area of Florida? I can't explain it. Or why am I being guided to stay here a little bit longer? Like just mm-hmm. a little bit longer, please stay a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and for me, it was like, there was something, you know, so far about the, you know, the water and the manatees and the, there's something so healing for me about being on this particular body of water on the Gulf. Um, it's been just transformational for me, but also just seeing this come together as like, wow, 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 wow. Like this, if ever I saw the breadcrumbs line up, you know, just like leading me here and leading me to this very cool divine love, you know? Yeah. It's just crazy to me when I think back on, um, when we've done this calculation before, but it's been a while when you and I first started doing first Fridays and it was just kind of a Mm -hmm. grand experiment. Maybe we do it, you know, for a little while and see how it goes. And here we are, I want to say three or four years later, at least. Mm -hmm. And just to have witnessed your journey, particularly Mm -hmm. the most adventurous part where you set off on your road trip that led you to Florida and just you just can never know where everything is going to lead until you look back to connect the dots. I know Steve Jobs said that much more eloquently than I just did, but it, to just have been witness to the journey and now here we sit, um, yes. which is not even the culmination. You, this is just another chapter. This opening. is just another chapter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's been amazing to have allowed myself to really lean into that divine guidance to learn to you know that whole journey of learning to trust the divine um and to lean in and see where it leads and then to just allow myself to sort of be shaped by that and shaped by my own soul's calling to then feel more myself than i've ever felt probably in my whole life and to feel like my life is more of a reflection of me and, you know, to have been able to call in this 
you know, profound love with someone who I've been, I've been really fortunate in my life and I've had really wonderful love and I've been loved by, by people. I've had big love. I've had, I've just, I feel so grateful for that. And I do feel like at, you know, at 42, I just, I know myself a lot better and Mm -hmm. I know the kind of um, co-pilot I need. And more importantly, the divine knows the kind of partnering I need more than I know. And so I think even in meeting this love, it wasn't like, oh yeah, (laughs) stop everything. I know it just was like, but I do feel like the divine, no, it kind of was like that. I take it. There was, it was a little, it wasn't, it wasn't because my, my human brain has been like, no, no, we have to work out all of these things or no, this is too soon or no, this, but, but truly it felt like the divine all along. Okay. Wait, let me say it this way. Tosha Silver was recently talking to somebody about, we don't have to be coming from a place of ego with the divine and saying, dear divine, here's all of the things I like and am seeking. Here's all of my talents and skills. I would like a person who is a match in these ways. That the divine knows you. You are the divine, right? The divine is within us, through us, with us. Like the divine knows you. It created you. So it knows how you are and it knows what would align with you. And so if you can allow, be in a spirit of allowing, um, it feel because I I've had no other better description than it feels like someone was able to reach into the darkest spaces mm-hmm. of my mind and pull out the human that could most closely replicate what I was needing, you know. Yes. And one of my you know best friends has said to me, you know, because we're all drawn to different types of humans, but for me, this type of human. Um, you know, she said like, I don't think that that person exists when I was describing all of the various things that I wanted. She was like, I think you're going to have to make a choice, you know, either way. And it just feels like, no, the the divine had my back, you know? And, and once again, just like, um, just, just having that even more confirmed and like being able to stand there in that moment and see like, wow here, here I am on this, on, in the sand, in the state of Florida, (laughs) how we couldn't have seen that coming. Right. And standing, literally standing in this body of water with this person looking up at me, that is the most, you know, it's such a divine fit and, and like, wow, how did that happen? Except for to just lean in and trust, you know? So I've just had so many just moments of like, whoa, 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 like, hold on, (laughs) let me catch up to what's going on here, you know? And, um, yeah. Yeah. And in a little state of like upper limit, like, okay, this is a really good thing, but what, whoa, is this okay? Like, I'm really happy. Is this okay? You know, is this safe? Am I okay? Yeah. So yes. And just for those listening, um, I know we talk about this book, uh, a lot, uh, on the show, or we have in the past, but Gay Hendrix, um, the book is called The Big Leap. And in it, mm-hmm. he talks about the upper limit problem, which is, I think, uh, it's kind of like a thermostat setting that most humans mm-hmm. have, that once we hit the threshold of a certain amount of love, goodness, success in our life, mm-hmm. we often, the the unworthiness that I think so many of us feel, um, 
kicks in and and has the effect of of often we will self-sabotage at that point or Mm -hmm. and self-sabotage can be is is minor as picking a fight with your beloved Mm -hmm. or it could Mm -hmm. be you know you you sleep through the presentation for the big promotion you know those kind of things so yeah so being aware when you're hitting your upper limit so that you can transcend it Mm-hmm. and allow more greater levels of love, success, joy, happiness in your life mm-hmm. um, without quote upper limiting yourself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then to that point, Alessandra, um, mm-hmm. are you just uh, uh, living in the awareness that you could upper limit yourself or is there something mm-hmm. that you're doing in particular to transcend that threshold and, mm-hmm. and to allow what's happening yeah. to be this greater level of love and success and goodness. Yeah. I think I'm working on, I'm in my allowing because I haven't done, I'm aware, I'm aware that, um, it's just been interesting. I think in, in, and it doesn't surprise me that in a time where people are like, Oh my gosh, are you so blissed out? It's like, yes. And <laughs> yeah. my, my brain will go toward a little bit of like fear or, or, um, you know, what is this person going to think or this person, or is this, are these people going to have judgment or, you know, and start fixating on those kinds of things. So in that way, I can sabotage my own happiness, um, because I start fixating on, um, on maybe what I'm, I'm projecting, others would feel in my life, you know, in my life or something Mm -hmm. like that, but I'm catching myself, you know, and I'm, I think that, um, you know, that even, um, even the night that we got engaged, um, you know, it was like lots of champagne involved, whatever, but it's like, it was a big step for us. And I, I think that both of us got like a little spooked, like, yeah, you know, and so there, we had a little bit of like a, mm, just kind of, um, yeah, misunderstanding and like, I don't like how this feels and, you know, all of that. And I thought, well, that's very us because we're both, <laughs> we're both just very, you know, um, we're just, you know, we just feel a lot and we're both kind of, we're complicated thinkers. And so we just had to get through our own little upper limit, mini, mini, mini sabotage moment mm-hmm. and, um, and working through it. So I think it's just like keeping it's, it's both, it's living in, in the, in the kind of propensity to self-sabotage, but also just like practicing awareness, like eagle yes. eye view too. Yeah right? Of like, oh, you're doing that thing. Oh, isn't that cute? You could be really pumped right now, but you're fixating on this one person who who brings in all of this sadness and despair Uh for you. Isn't Uh that fascinating, right? You Uh could be looking at all of these things for your new beloved or this, you know, want to plan or, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things that make you happy, these pictures, but instead you're actively (laughs) looking into this thing that's causing all of this internal disruption. Right. And, and sometimes, you know, even my clients or students, they don't realize they're doing that, but that's how we return to our comfort, right? There's like comfort in that discomfort. And for many of us, it's, it's a little uncomfortable and vulnerable to be like, I'm this happy. Yeah. I got, I'm like, these things are happening in my life that I wanted to, what do I, you know, what now? And that's a very vulnerable place to be. And so, um, yeah. So I think I just like holding a lot of things Yes. right now. 
Of course I am. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I'm not as, I was like, I told Tosh, I'm never going to be one of those, you know, people who's just like, I'm just so happy. It's just so perfect. I'm like, nope, totally human. Going to be thinking about this in 25 different ways, using this to help others learn as well, you know? Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I think, I, I think people who aren't at least aware of the full spectrum of the emotions that go along with this, there is the happiness and the joy and the excitement Mm -hmm. and anticipation, but there's also all of the other feelings that go along with it. I mean, the fear that the, um, perhaps fear just of the unknown, even if it's a Mm -hmm. good unknown, all of the things. So I think the fact that you are owning it and aware of it, um, is it, that is vastly more authentic and in integrity than I think a lot of people who mm-hmm. just gloss right over all. <laughs> yes. And absolutely. don't forget Gay Hendrix, um, his motto and I, or not motto, it's a mantra that he shares in the book, because if you think about like the upper limits, like where these come from, usually mm-hmm. they are, um, part of our subconscious programming that is, um, that develops through ages zero through seven, when we're in that like mm-hmm. data brainwave state, and you're just absorbing everything around you from your family mm-hmm. of origin, whoever or whatever that was. Yeah. Most of the time, they're not always the healthiest humans who are programming mm-hmm. you for, you know, self-love and compassion mm-hmm. and confidence and all of the things. So mm-hmm. um, knowing that you're up against the subconscious, he has a particular verb that he uses in this mantra that I'll point out that, you know, just if anybody wants to use this on their own. I haven't used this in a long time. So I'm so glad we talked about this, but um, it goes along the lines of, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire Mm -hmm. those around me to do the same. Mm -hmm. And so that expand, apparently the verb expand is one that your subconscious has a hard time with. I I can't Mm -hmm. remember what the science is behind that, but I've heard Mm -hmm. it a couple different places. But so if you're saying, okay, I realize I'm hitting my upper limit. I expand in abundance, success, Mm -hmm. and love every day. Mm -hmm. I inspire those around me to do the same. So I don't know if that helps or not, but. (laughs) That's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I love thinking about expansion. I love thinking about expansion of love and energy. I just love, I love that word and, and goodness, you know? And so I think too, it's been, it's been inspiring for me to see, you know, in taking the risk to share more about my relationship or who I'm with, or, um, you know, um, as that has progressed, just the level of support that I'm receiving, or just being able to hear how that, how, how I live or that my sharing is inspiring to others, you know? Um, and I just think that's a really cool thing too, to think about, you know, our own expansion as, as being able to touch the lives of others as well. I think that that's really cool. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I know that the sunny in Seattle family is very excited for you and I appreciate you you sharing this with everybody. So I said, are you okay talking about this? Yes. (laughs) I was, and I'm a little shy, honestly, I'm a little shy talking about it, but I thought, you know, it's like kind of a big deal. So, um, I just feel like you know, I want to share it and I'm shy and I'm trying to share more about my personal life. Um, and that's not always easy for me, but it's a muscle that I'm, I'm working and, and strengthening over time because I, I do, I feel like it's important. So it was, it was interesting that 
that day that I, that we got engaged, I had just put out an Instagram post um, with Tasha in the picture, just saying, you know, it's pride month. Here is who I'm with. And I had never done that before. You know, I like talk about it, but you know, yeah, I've never just posted. This is my, you know, like this is my person and who Mm -hmm. I am with, you know, and it was like, when you and I started the radio show, I would barely even use a pronoun for my former relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very long time before you acknowledged that you were with a woman. Because I can go. I can go days and years and, you know, and all of that. And, you know, and I have a lot of, I think, you know, history and reasons why I've learned to do that. And that staying private has in in a lot of ways meant more safety for me. Um, But the, you know, maybe professionally or personally. And so, um, but I have found that it, I've felt like it, I'm wanting to integrate all of the parts of my life a bit more. And so the day that I, we got engaged, the biggest thing I thought I was doing that day was just posting on Instagram, Mm -hmm. happy pride. This Uh is my person, you know? Um, and so I was, we're on the way to the beach, me not knowing what's going on. Me just saying, whoo, what a big day. Uh I had that whole Instagram post, you know, (laughs) Tosh being like, are you okay? Do you need to check in? Not knowing. Oh no, you're about to up level that in a whole new way. So I said to my person who helps me with social media, I said, I'm, I'm not sure when I'll be ready to share this on Instagram, but you know, just so you know, this happened too. So anyway, yeah. So thank you for taking the time to gush with me on this. This is amazing. And this is the first time that you and I, because for a variety of reasons, um, we have not had the chance to actually connect just off the air. So this is the first time I actually am processing this with you. Yes. (laughs) In real time. (laughs) Catching up. Yes. I know. (laughs) And I know it's like, um, I would just love for you to be here. And I know that I'm going to get to see you at some point you know, this year and the upcoming months when you're out in New Haven. And so I want to hear, I want to hear your updates. Oh, and let me say for those of you who are listening, I saw Sunny come on and I was like, Oh, Sunny. Oh, Sunny. Sunny is always, always beautiful. Y'all, if you've seen her, you would know this, but, um, right now I just want to hold her. I feel like maybe she needs a blanket and a pillow and some Netflix. Uh I feel a desire to hold you, which usually means someone's very tired or feels a little, um, you know, just a little like run down or, you know, spent like a little drain, like a little drain. Yeah. Yeah. Like a drained out. Like I'm just wanting to hold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of those words you just use drained, um, uh, tired in need of a blanket and Netflix. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Exclamation mark. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm nailing it. I'm nailing it with the feel. Okay. You are nailing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember if the last time we did first Friday, uh, I had confirmed that I had for sure registered for Yale's remote summer language intensive. (laughs) Had I, I don't, I don't recall. I can't remember if you said on the show, I knew you were doing it. I can't remember if you said on the show or on our talks. Yes. So 
Um, most of the schools that I was considering offer a summer language intensive, and it's available even to incoming students, which I haven't officially started yet. But um, I just thought I would get a jump start. And part of the reason they usually teach languages like classical Greek, mm -hmm. um, Aramaic, and um, uh, Hebrew, those kinds of things, because for many students of divinity, um, you want to work with original scriptures and texts, these ancient, mm -hmm. these ancient texts that, um, you know, of course, for some, there are translations available for others. They're, you know, they're newer or they were not mm -hmm. discovered until recently. So it was of interest to me. And, you know, I was a French major, Spanish minor. So I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, languages are my jam. I love this. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. now, what else am I going to do with this summer? Gosh, yeah. If I have yeah. anything to prepare for moving to the East coast, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Right. So the initial, the time. So what else am I going to do besides, I don't know, move my whole life, find <laughs> yeah. a new place, move across the country. Yeah. So no, no big, you know, and I'm also, because with the time difference, it's, you know, it's a course done through mm -hmm. Yale. So it's on East coast time. So with the time difference, the class times were Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific oh, because mm -mm. of the time difference. Mm -mm. And I'm thinking, you know what? I can handle that. That's no big whoop. Okay, that that I had gotten myself geared up for. But then we have an initial meeting with the professor and he's like, and in addition to the four hours of class time, mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm already getting up at 4.30 to be able to be ready for class at mm -hmm. exam. In addition to that, you should expect at least five to six hours a day of additional work studying, reading, homework, etc. Well, that has turned into most days seven to eight hours because it's, I mean, th there's a reason there's an expression, it's Greek to me. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a very difficult language. And so mm -hmm. I will just say, everything in my life has fallen by the wayside, except for classical Greek, mm -hmm. call it <laughs> elementary Greek for New Testament. Anyway, uh, and I am, um, I am, I, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but it is, yeah. it, it is, this is uh, to learn a language in this way, because what they're doing is putting a full academic year of language study into six weeks mm. of the summer. Oh, so, I mean, like, it's like, as we're talking, I'm like, my body is mm. so tired. I'm going on four to five hours of sleep a night, which is not my yeah. usual i'm used to nine usually mm -hmm. i'm a very sleep is a very important thing in our household because it's so good for the body and the soul mm -hmm. and all of the things and i will just notice like it um my resilience my patience my uh joy <laughs> it mm -hmm. is it, it, not sleeping saps that completely and i have not had a tangible experience of this in a really freaking long time so yeah yeah. So here I am. So for, yeah. I, I had planned to like, maybe, um, you know, kind of get my business into a certain shape before I go to the fall and try to figure out, I'm not even going to be able to do sunny in Seattle for the next few weeks. Like just so we know, FYI announcement, mm -hmm. uh, sunny in Seattle will be on a hiatus until after the final Greek exam on July 6th. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Alessandra and I will do our first Friday in July. Mm -hmm. And granted, you don't have some other, there's not a surprise wedding between right. you know, <laughs> right. on the day of the next first Friday. I don't think my nervous system can handle that. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you tell No God. surprise weddings. Yeah. No. Um, but um, yeah, other than that, no, we will not be doing sunny in Seattle for the next few weeks. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am, I mean, this is, I will say, um, I am so happy to be back 
in an academic setting to be a student, to be able, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, um, I'm just putting this out there so maybe you have a sense, but you know, um, I always, I, I talked about this in the journey, the breadcrumbs leading up to divinity school, which it's mm -hmm. been a long, it's been 10 years of breadcrumbs really. Yeah, um, yeah. From leaving that last chapter of my life, because even when, and I'm saying this for anyone out there where you, you just, you know, you're not quite, uh, you haven't found it, you know, it with a capital I, you haven't found it yet, but you're still, you know, you're living, you're working, you're doing all the things yeah. out in the world, but you just know it's not, there's just something it. still yet uh -huh. to come. Yes. Yep. Uh -huh. And I've been in that, that space for a really long time, because even as I went through life coach training and master coach training and enjoyed all of those things, I, I, I've said this before, I just always had the feeling that while I would show up for coaching, because that was mm -hmm. what was in front of me, it was not the end all be all or be all end all of the work that I would do, which makes sense now because mm -hmm. divinity school feels so wonderful. But um, I, whenever people would ask what I did, I would always kind of him and ha, you know, oh, I'm a recovering attorney, but I'm a practicing coach. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I would have, I would help women in divorce, which was, that was my, you know, what we called in coach training find your hell and back. And that's mm. what you can help other people through, you know, where you've been to hell mm. and come back. You can help other people who are in hell, get out, not mm -hmm. literal, but, I mean, but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's what led me to, to write unhitched and to work with the women, primarily women that I work with around divorce, which I love. I mean, I can do that mm -hmm. because it's something that I've been through. And then of course, things kind of got progressively more spiritual, sunny in Seattle, yeah. that because you know, my yeah. obsession is like near death experiences and metaphysical phenomena. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, everything's been leading here, but anytime people would ask me what I did, it just, there was something that was like, I, I don't know what to tell people really. Mm -hmm. And now when I got to fill out a, a medic, I went to go see a doctor this week and I got to fill out, you know, the little form that says, you know, occupation and I mm -hmm. put student and it just felt so mm. good <laughs> and I loved it so yeah. it's much, it's, like that resonates that yes. is good yes it just does I mean and of course I'm older than the professor I'm older than everyone in class. <laughs> <laughs> I have and this is the funny thing because Greek has a lot of accents you know and a lot of uh inflection and things and yeah. so Chase had to go buy me a magnifying glass so that my you know, mid forties eyes could see the tiny little, you know, accents <laughs> on all of these letters. And to be fair, the professor is using a new book. And even he, who is probably a decade younger than me, yeah. is like, I yeah. can hardly see this. So he, I think he feels extra bad for me. He yeah. magnifies everything on the screen. But anyway, you know, I, uh, I, I don't care about any of that. It is mm -hmm. just so, I feel so engaged. I'm so excited, even mm -hmm. though I am sleep deprived. My emotions are just, you know, when you're sleep deprived mm -hmm. and you can cry at this moment or mm. rage at this moment. Like, yes. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm in serious need of the Netflix, the blanket and the sleep, which I'm going to do yeah. today. Immediately following oh, good. The show all day. Today. Okay. Um, okay. So you're able to give yourself some rest. That's really good. Just for today. But just yes. so you know, another, like with this course, every day we have a quiz, every Monday we have a test. So it is I get, you know, a little, a couple hours of downtime today, but it'll be, it'll be a lot. So yeah. anyway, that's where I yes. am. Um, and so do you want to speak a little bit mm -hmm. to like, you had mentioned there's, there's two things that I want you to address. Yep. And one is the question that you presented to Tosha. 
Yes. Because student resonates with you so much, right? Mm -hmm. Like you were just sharing, but you also have had these concerns. The other is your groundhog day. So what, what do you, what, what (laughs) avenue would you like to take here? Oh, I don't, you know, it's funny. um, The Tosha thing. um, I'm glad you brought that up. And I figured because we haven't had a chance to talk. Yeah. Uh, Just like as to preface this thing. I think everyone knows you and I are both in Tosha Silver's um, Outrageous Openness Forum, which is really, you know, it's just designed to implement this whole idea of letting the divine take the lead in your life, Mm -hmm. which for me, Mm -hmm. I kind of apply that as my soul, but you know, my soul is a piece of the divine. So it all Mm -hmm. works out. Um, But it's, it's practical wisdom where she answers questions from um, members of the forum um, about how to apply these principles in their life. And I, she talks a lot about astrology too, which I love. And she pointed Mm -hmm. out something, you know, that eclipse that happened on April 30th, um, not to get too specific. And of course I'm not, I know, I know just enough to be dangerous. So it's not like I can speak to this well anyway, Mm -hmm. but she had said, Hey, if you have your chart handy, you know, get it out. And if you have, (laughs) if you have a planet anywhere near this 10 degree mark, if you have a planet anywhere near this 10 degree mark and I look and sure enough, I have got like major, like I have Saturn and I've got Jupiter not near the 10 degree mm. mark on the 10 degree mark. And <laughs> I was like, yes, I just wrote to her. Cause she was like, if that's the case, then you might be, this is a really, this is a time really of new beginnings it. for you, new chapters mm-hmm. opening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, holy moly. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is, could not be more accurate. So I just wrote her a quick thank you to say, Hey, had you not gotten so specific? I really appreciate the astrology. Um, thank you. Cause I wouldn't have known to look at my chart in this way yeah. and, and get this yeah. validation. But what I'd ask her was, you know, um, as you know, when I left my old life behind, it was, it was exactly mm-hmm. 10 years ago, you know, I drove away mm-hmm. from Austin. And so I kind of cut, I, I make the time official when I, when Chase and I drove away it was in mm-hmm. 2012. So it's been 10 years and, um, it's been, there's been a lot of patience involved because as I was just sharing, you know, when you feel like you haven't found it with a capital I, mm-hmm. It, 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 it takes a lot of patience to keep following breadcrumbs and showing up. And so I mm-hmm. asked her to basically speak to patience in a divinely led life when you look around and like, I, this has been a, something that's come up a lot with you and I in past first Fridays. Um, but, you know, here I am going back to school. It feels like starting over. Yeah not starting over, it's a continuation of the work that I've been doing. But I mean, really, when you go back Mm -hmm. to school, that is a new beginning of sorts. And I'm doing that in my mid 40s, as my peers are, have now been two or three decades in, you know, as an attorney Mm -hmm. are now Mm -hmm. partners in the law firm or two or three decades in whatever their chosen field is. And so they're very established. And Mm -hmm. me, it feels like I am starting not established in my mid 40s. So you know, and sometimes when you're in your Mm -hmm. twenties and you start things, I don't want to generalize, but, um, you just, I I didn't think about things as much. I just kept putting one foot in Mm -hmm. front of the other. And there's so much deliberation and conscious awareness right at this moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know I have it in me because I'm so Mm -hmm. energized, even just with this crazy Greek course, you know, Mm -hmm. for whatever the next few decades bring. But, um, I just, I wanted to hear from Tosha's perspective you know, what is, what is patience look like when things take longer than our culture says it should, or that you as the human think that it should. And, you know, it, 
um, I appreciated her answer so much, but it just, again, it was more validation. It was like, it was layered on with that astrology piece that was just mm-hmm. like, this is where I am in this mm-hmm. particular human lifetime. Um, yeah. And so I'm curious. Oh, and the other thing that's so funny is I almost mentioned in my question to her. So let me back up. One of the very first blog pieces I ever wrote when I started my coaching practice um, and you can probably still find it on my website, which has not been updated in mm-hmm. since before we left for our uh, road trip. Uh, There's so many. Yeah. Anyway, it's just funny. I remember saying something. Oh, I like your website. Maybe like a couple of years ago, you were like, do not bring up my website. <laughs> I know. I know. I love, like I had, I've had the most wonderful person who helped me set it up and continues mm-hmm. to help me. But mm-hmm. because I have not mm-hmm. kept up with the content, it is very embarrassing for me. Like she can't even help me because I'm mm-hmm. not giving her anything. Anyway. Um, so I used to do, you know, like a blog post a week or whatever, yeah. but it's been a long time since I've done that. Anywho, one of the very first blog posts I ever wrote was about um, giant bamboo. And I don't know um, you, well, mm-hmm. I wrote about it because it's a type giant bamboo basically takes five or six years for a, once, if you plant it, you're not going to see anything for five or six years. Like it, 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 it grows the most extensive, powerful root system you can imagine. And then when that root system, when that foundation to end all foundations is in place, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden that stuff shoots up, like it grows inch, an inch a day or more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that it grows like gangbusters, but mm-hmm. you don't, for that five or six years, you're wondering, is anything even happening? Is anything yeah. going to come of this? And so I wrote a blog piece about that, you know, feeling in my own life and wanting to help others with this mm-hmm. metaphor of, Hey, maybe you're just giant bamboo. And yeah. so I was going to ask her about, I was going to just mention, you know, I kind of feel like the giant yeah. bamboo the very next week, she says that very thing about exactly. giant bamboo. And I yes. was like, ah, we were like, you know, how is that? Maybe you're giant bamboo. Yeah. Yes. It's so, yeah. So anyway, it feels like this has just been uh, a giant bamboo decade. And yeah. um, I have no idea when the shoots are going to go up, what they will look like. Um, but mm-hmm. um, I do feel well, incredibly plugged in right now to the right yeah. thing. It's so interesting too, because even as you're talking, it's like, I, I think about this a lot in our, you know, our, the westernized model of what success is, especially like in this country, right? It's, you know, we've got kind of a working model where it's like, you know, make money, get ahead in the career, get ahead of this person, have this, you know, there's like this working model that doesn't actually work for most people actually. And so it's like, what if the model of success, like if it was, if it was just shifted to, okay, the most, the way to be the most successful is have you, um, have you quit an entire career and then devoted yourself to following your spiritual path? That is how we know you've succeeded, right? Because it's all a made up thing anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, who, who is, who is the one that gets to define how 
how long something is supposed to take or what is success or what is a career or how is this life to be lived, right? It's like, that's kind of what we're all seeking out is the meaning of life. And so it's like, what am I supposed to do with this time? And so in our culture, they've made up something where it's like, I know you work really hard. You make as much money as you can. You buy all the things and then you maybe go on vacation and you die, right? And so it's like, well, that's not a very, that's not a very compelling model for no. everyone. And so I just think it's interesting that even when we're doing that comparison, I think so often to myself, we can't possibly know what anyone's soul soul's journey is intended to be. And like Tosha talks about, like, you know, when we are these old souls returning to earth who have lived thousands of lifetimes, the goal is not necessarily to just get and get and get and get and get. It is to have this more compelling understanding. And for some reasons we can't explain, which also causes this like, ah, wait, this isn't, my life isn't looking like everyone at like, like what it quote unquote should be. Right. But who's to even say, so I just, I could just, I can spend so many hours just thinking about that and talking about that because I think that we've just got the model for success all backwards and Uh, achievement. I I think it's, (laughs) well, you know, it's interesting. I, um, I think it was, um, I've heard Martha talk about this because, you know, she was a, her primary degree sociology. She was a sociologist. Mm -hmm. So she loves looking at those kind of patterns and, and the idea, I think it comes from our, our culture comes from this very, um, I think it's a Calvinistic ideal that mm-hmm. equated um, those who had more resources as being favored by God, because it was, you know, it's kind of yes. back then and they're like, okay, so if they have more things, God must like them more. So yes. that's kind of translated now, hundreds of years later into, we still kind of have that idea underlying or, or you know, as, as part of our cultural model of success. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's been a driver behind it. Um, yeah, but I love, you know, when Tosha talks about um, that, that this is for, for many old souls, it's the, the goal is awakening, not acquisition. Um, yes. And so I, I think about that a lot. And I also get a kick out of, cause Tosha went to Yale too. So here I mm-hmm. am headed uh, to Yale. Mm-hmm. And so her, anyway, her, her ideas on that, the way that she said it, it was kind of what I took from it was, my gosh, you're going to divinity school, like that by definition, yes, okay, you know, you're going to be on a little bit different path. Yes. Yes. What what else is divinity school besides, you know, a complete walk with the divine and surrender? That's yep. going to be a very different path, you know, and, and it is yeah. interesting. It, re- it reminds me of that, um, that Cheryl Strayed ep- um, uh, essay that she wrote on the ghost ships that mm. was in, um, I forget what book it is, but you can it Google Dear it. Sugar? Uh, it might've been in the Dear Sugars collection and it is so beautiful. And I I may have mentioned it here on the show before, but I really like this, you know, she talks about the, these ghost ships as we have these different 
um, ideas of these different lives that we could have led. Like you're saying with your friends, like, I, oh, maybe I would have continued and been this attorney this far in my career by now, or maybe I would have done this with my business and done that, you know, all of these different types of life, or what if I had stayed in this marriage, or what if I hadn't followed this, my heart in, in this way. And these, these, um, all of these different sort of lives that we could have led at any, at a moment, but we can only ever be on one ship, right. At a time. And so it's like letting those other ghost ships kind of pass in the night of like, Oh yeah. Okay. There's that life where, yes. All right. That's the life where I was an attorney or that's this life, you know, and ultimately like I'm following this soul's path of, divinity school and mm-hmm. you know so yeah. anyway I love that essay um if if people haven't read it so it's a really nice one to think about when you're Ghost thinking ships. like sure yes. right yes I love it yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so anyway that's where I am and then the I mm-hmm. I also I was telling you you know deep in the hunt for uh the perfect place to live in New Haven yes. I feel like it's Groundhog Day because we were just going through this in Seattle. Yeah, you got some karma you're working out with like living spaces. Yes, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. So I'll just say, um, you know, I, again, I have like a list of, it's important to me to have a space for Movi, you know, to be able to walk mm-hmm. out the door and, and ideally have like a little yard so that she can, you know, so that I'm not always getting suited up with a leash and a coat to go walk her every time she needs to go yeah. to the bathroom, for example. So it would be nice to have a yard. I'd love to be mm-hmm. on the Yale shuttle line, you know, because if I can't drive in the snow, that's not something I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So I have like these few criteria that would, it would be nice. Like yep. I'm going to hold them as preferences, yeah. grasp and make it happen. And I love the, wouldn't it be nice, like yeah. meditation and calling yeah. in, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there was a place that came across my path and it, it met all the criteria. And I, I had a FaceTime with the real estate agent that was repping the place. And, um, and while it met all the criteria, it just wasn't a full body. Yes. And mm. I, and, um, and I, uh, was talking with a, a loved one about this and, and the comment was made, you know, well, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And that makes a lot of, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I absolutely agree. And at the time I'm like, yeah, yeah. But you know, I've kind of gotten in the habit of these old sayings to, to, to think about them because sometimes, Mm -hmm. I mean, we find out that they're like have very terrible origins of Mm -hmm. racist or I don't know, but anyway, Mm -hmm. it's, or some of them are, you know, uh, uh, kill two birds with one stone. Do I really want to talk about killing birds? Mm -mm. Like, you know, Mm -mm. those kind of things. So I try to think about these old sayings that we just repeat now. And are they, you know, Byron Katie style? Yeah. Is this true? And, true. <laughs> so, and you absolutely know, know that it's true. <laughs> so I was like, is a bird in the hand worth two in the bush? And I was reminded, this is, I mean, this is going to be like a Tosha heavy show today, I guess. Yeah. But um, I was reminded, I was in my head, I was like, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush without God. <laughs> like, mm, you know how she puts exactly yeah you know, like that. god mm-hmm. yes I'm like okay so um i'm just going to have to trust that the perfect place is out there and um that that whether or not it meets my list you know mm-hmm. if someone would want to call it like whether it meets all the things on my vision board or my manifestation yeah. list i don't really do that stuff anymore but um, not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with it i just at this point it, it, um um 
I have learned to step back even from that in my own mm-hmm. personal life. I know I fully honor other folks experience mm-hmm. with that. I know you, I think you, you like vision boards and things too. So sorry. I, don't mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't really do vision boards anymore because honestly, I'm very curious about what the divine holds for me. Yeah. So what I'll do is I just like to make a list of not, not like uh, an official list, but I'll just kind of journal down like, oh, wouldn't this be nice, you know, to have um, sunlight in the morning and be able to walk to a coffee shop. And, and I, I just soak into the vision, more of the feeling of how I'd like to feel about a new place or a new love or something new coming in. And I think when I can connect more with that feeling, then it's not like it needs to look like this. This person needs to look like this. This house needs to look like this. It needs to be exactly Mm -hmm. in this neighborhood. Just like, ah, wouldn't it be nice if I could just Oh, walk in this neighborhood. And what would it be like to even like, I'll close my eyes and think about what would it be like to walk by that tree every day? Yeah. Oh, and hold my coffee in hand. And, and, that, and that's how I have found is, is even more powerful to me than vision boards because, you know, and, and nothing against vision boards. People love it. Agreed. And so I'm, I'm for it if, you, if that's how you love to do it. But for me, it's like, I can never even find in a magazine what it is exactly that I'm looking for. So I'm just like, I find that the divine is, I can connect to that feeling and the divine always has kind of a better idea than I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. the divine to me is kind of like working with like a landscaper where you're like, I think these plants go okay right here. And a landscaper can come in and be like, but what about this uh-huh. other possibility? Yeah. And you are, you just have this moment of, whoa, <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought about that. You know, there's no way yes. I would have put Florida on the vision board. Look at me now. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So here we are. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, still looking for, uh, the housing and we'll see what the divine has in store for me yeah. on that one. I'm going to be <sighs> intending the perfect house to come at the mm-hmm. perfect time and what's perfect for you, you know? Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. In Movi, cause that's going to be a Movi. big factor in it. Yes. Yes. And so your show for people the next yes. few weeks, will you be playing, um, recordings from before or mm-hmm. just taking, okay. Okay. Yes. Right. We will be doing, we will do some, some of my favorite, um, or some of my recent interviews that I think would be fun to share mm-hmm. again. Um, particularly I'll definitely be replaying my interview with William Peters that happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, mm. shared death experiences. Oh my gosh, mm. that was magical. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so here we are coming to the end of our hour of second Friday of the month. Every once in a while, we've (laughs) had to do this on different days. And for this, it was a very good reason. So congratulations Mm -hmm. to Dr. Alessandra on her uh, engagement and pending nuptials, I guess, whatever you call it. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Thank you all for your celebration today of me. And always fun to share this space with you. I love it. Absolutely. So you have been listening to Sunny in Seattle. I am one of your hosts, Sunny Joy, joined today by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And thank you, Benny, on the board as usual. Yeah, Benny. Bye, everybody. Congratulations, Dr. Alessandra. Thank you.